It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 80, David and the Cave at Adullam. After the scene at Gath, David is full of the Spirit of God, and he journeys to Judah, the tribe of his people, and he hides in the cave at Adullam. Alone, David settles in, and I can see him pulling out his lyre and worshiping God with his new songs and using his instruments to play the songs that God is giving him during his experience at Gath. But loneliness still has its power. And David, alone in the cave for who knows how long, processes his loneliness into this prayer and psalm. Psalm 142, a mascal of David, when he was in the cave, a prayer, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Isn't it amazing? Time and time again, David returns to God despite his circumstances. What a devoted follower of God he was. We don't know how long between this psalm and the next events, but out of this place of loneliness, David's legend only grows and God keeps his promises. The first event is family related. A picture may be Joab, his nephew, or his brother Abishai, not Abishai, like I previously said, go to the caves to look for David and they find him there. Then word spreads like wildfire. 1 Samuel 22, David left Gath and escaped to the cave at Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. So first, David's family comes to the cave at Adullam. Adullam couldn't be too far from Bethlehem. Their life was in danger because this is Warlord 101. Kill the threat and take out his family. So his family has nowhere to go, for Saul would eventually take their life. Imagine this. David's brothers, remember how they were so hostile against David? Now they have nowhere else to go but flee to David, the one they used to persecute. Talk about reconciliation and swallowing of their pride. For David, David's oldest brothers, who once persecuted him, now need his protection. The tears and forgiveness must have flowed like a river. What a scene of family reconciliation must have, that must have occurred at the cave at Adullam. As the rumor grows that David is alive and in Judah, it reminds me of the scene in Braveheart. Even after William Wallace loses that huge battle near the end, that his legend still only grows. And this time, it's the Lion of Judah that's hiding in Adullam. And the word goes forth throughout the land. 
even as Saul is on his murderous rampage with the priest. And if you need another reference, think Robin Hood here. An outlaw but man of character was hiding in Judah. One who cares for the people. And check out what happens next. 1 Samuel 22.2 All those who were in distress, or in debt, or discontented gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. So it's here in the cave that David worships God unimpended, and then his family and others now just show up. There's a prophet who shows up too, most likely from Samuel, and his name is Gad. And Abiathar shows up as well, the last priest of the line of Eli. David now is a prophet and a priest on his side. And here's the threesome of this area hiding in a cave, prophet, priest, and kings. Yet a king needs an army. David's army begins to show up here, but their origin is quite fascinating. And they are far from the mighty men yet. So it's here that 400 men rally around David, making him the equivalent of a tribal warlord. But they are the losers of society. You know, the tax collectors and sinners. Oh, sorry. No, it said the distressed, those in debt, and discontented. David will be taking this army of 400, which will later grow to 600, and train them in the ways of God and worship and warfare and turn them into giant killers. These 400 and 600 will eventually become the generals, colonels, lieutenants, and bodyguards of Israel. From here, David takes care of his family. 1 Samuel 22.3 From there, David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, Would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? So he left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with them as long as David was in the stronghold. In this great, David takes care of his family. And if you wonder why Moab, we can look into history and see the family connection to Moab. This is where Ruth is from. So David seems to have found a kind king to help him or has a family connection which protects his family. So the account continues. 1 Samuel 22.5 But the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold. Go into the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Harath. Before David leaves Adullam, we have to consider the level of redemption that has occurred. His father and brothers can no longer reject him. They need him now and mints around him and thirst for his leadership. Only days ago, he was without food and in prison. What a turn in fortune has David's life taken? It's good to consider this. How quickly things can change for the anointed ones. A life filled with contradictions, but always under the watchful eye and care of God Almighty. David leads Adullam with this small army, and a cat and mouse game begins. David and his troop of men versus Saul and the army of Israel. So to conclude this episode of Message to Kings, I want to continue the point from before with this simple thought that, in a moment, everything can change. David now has a private army, has reconciled with his family, and is now the physical covering of the priesthood of Israel, and he has a personal prophet. In a moment, everything can change. And this message, if it was given from a pulpit or a church or anywhere, the speaker could turn this message into one of hope. 
When all is lost, when there is nothing in the natural, do not give up. Do not give up. God has given, not given up on you. It is here that David can begin to obtain hope again. God keeps his promises and he will do it with you, just like he did with David. Be faithful. Don't forget what God has said. He will accomplish it in your life. Just be faithful even when you are the only one in the world who believes in him and the word and the promise that he's given you. Just believe, worship, and be faithful. And in a moment, in one moment, just like at the cave at Adullam, in a moment, God will bless you and send those alongside you to accomplish the impossible. Imagine the moment when 80-plus-year-old Sarah found out she was pregnant or when Simeon and Anna saw the baby Jesus. Blessed are those who wait for the promises of God. David has put up with a lot of persecution in his life, and blessed is David and those who wait for the promises of God. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Message to Kings. Stay tuned next week as the chase begins between Saul and the army of Israel and David's small army. Feel free to visit the Facebook page or leave a comment or question, or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.